0: Welcome back everyone. We're here after a quite incredible performance at the Adelaide Oval tonight. England beating India by 10 wickets, um, chasing down their total of 168 in just 16 overs. It was uh, an interesting match. Um, India never really got going a huge amount with the bat. We had some, some a sort of a solid innings by Kohli scoring a 50 and then some hitting at the end by Hardik Pandya. Uh, but in the end, England's boulders uh, were right on top at the break. Um, although we didn't really know uh, what par was going to be. But uh, in the end, Joss Butler and Alex Hales made that pretty clear, scoring 80 and 86 um, respectively. Um, and, well, that was just something out of uh, Pearson's greatest dreams, uh, I think. So uh, congratulations, Pearson. <laughs> that was a, a, a exciting match for the English.
1: Thank you. No, I'm very happy. I mean, that shouldn't come as a surprise. I think the result came as a surprise, though. I thought, I mean, I admit going into it, particularly when Wood was ruled out, I assumed it was marginally advantage India. I thought we bowled well till the 15 overmark. Then I thought momentum had swung and we wouldn't come back. Uh, and then we batted and we just didn't lose wickets. I am still concerned that our middle order is fallible. We got away with it today by just not letting our middle order bat. However, that will be something to look at for the final. But no, I'm definitely happy and hopefully Wood can return for the big game on Sunday.
0: Well, it's good to hear that you've actually admitted that you've won now. I think it was until about the 15th over that you uh, actually admitted you were winning the game. But uh, it's uh, good to see that now. Uh, Ethan, well, it's just all sort of went wrong from India, just got worse and worse as the game progressed, whereas uh, at the end we had them uh, dropping catches, not being able to field a ball. Um, it really fell apart on the big stage today.
2: Yeah, it's been a feature of both England and Pakistan that they've played pretty complete games in the semi-finals. Both bowling and batting has been pretty to a pretty high standard, and you're right, pretty much everything that could go wrong did go wrong for India today with a slow start. Had a little bit of revival at the end, but none of their batsmen were really able to kick on and score the big seventy or eighty that they're reliant on. And then you're right in the in the field. I mean, credit to the English batsmen because it was largely chanceless early on. But when the chances did come and the game was sort of dead and buried, there was there's all sorts of things going wrong. There was a drop catch which ended up going for four. There was weird relay throws in the boundaries which went for a four of a different kind. And so it was all. <laughs> All, all shambles from india really and I, I guess they did crumble under the pressure
0: yeah 100 i think um Pasha bogle on on the commentary center where he was like you, you would think that there's no fieldsman on the ground uh, that, that was how the batting was looking it was just just basically doing what they want at the top there uh navod what do you think was sort of the thing with this game. Do you think it was to start with um, too low a score by India um or does most of the blame go on the the bowling?
3: I think it's a bit harsh to blame it on bowling or the score. I think India set a pretty decent total. I thought they were a bit slow of course in the power play but again we've seen that from many sides in this World Cup so I thought it was okay and they, they finished quite well. Hardik Pandya obviously very uh, play, played very well so I was quite pleased to see that total um, but I think it was more the the really good batting of England I know yeah. I mean there were some poor balls and obviously that fielding as perhaps said before that wasn't so much you know the normal four you would see uh didn't help either uh but you know there were some bad balls but you know every team has bad balls in again, you don't you can't ball perfect you know nuts all the time so I think it was more the the just really good batting from Hales and, and Butler just a really clinical performance I think from them that um you know not losing any wickets really shows you how good they were today and um that I think ultimately that was what um led England to the victory not so much the the bowling or the the batting score
0: yeah they really did just look a, a class above with the the bat there um Pearson I know you still have a few concerns about the middle water but um after a bit of a stuttering campaign it does really look like England's come good at the right time um with their bowling we had Wokes um doing a pretty good job early on um through the middle overs Adil Rashid looks to have got a bit of his uh form back he only went for uh, 20 off his four overs and picked up the one wicket um as well and even Chris Jordan at the end three for 43 well, just maybe say the first part of that, the three wickets leave out the 43 part, but uh, still did the job with the ball and then, well, not much has to be said about the bat. So, um, you know, you're coming into the final, uh, well, I think definitely the the favourite now, but um, you've come good at the right time?
1: I mean, yes. I I wouldn't necessarily say we're conclusive favourites. I do think you look at this tournament, both sides have come good at, the right time to make the final I think England have gotten progressively better as the tournament has gone on but so have Pakistan so I certainly wouldn't say that it's conclusive that we're the stronger side and we should win or whatever I mean that's exactly what was said of India coming into today and we saw how that turned out uh in terms of fallibilities you are right I am still concerned by the middle order Again, we don't know if they're in form or not after today because they just didn't bat because we didn't lose a wicket. So that's still slightly untested. Honestly, I don't mind the Phil Salt element at three, despite the fact he didn't get in today. I think he's preferable to a Milan, particularly with how deep we're batting at the minute. I think on a bowling front, you are right. This was Curran's worst game of the tournament. However, he was probably backed up by the others better than... I feared he might be. There was still problems. We still conceded 68-ish or so in the final five overs, which is not good. Had India exploited the first 15 better, they could have put themselves in a very good position. Was Jordan good? Yes. Jordan, look, he was expensive, but I think bowling three of the last five, you'd probably accept 43 off his bowling. However, I'd be amazed if Wood isn't fit come Sunday. Mm-hmm. And by extension, I'd be amazed if Jordan was still in the side come Sunday. Spin, yes, we've definitely improved. I found it very interesting generally to see that Livingston seems to have overtaken Moeen in the pecking order of spin bowlers. That started a bit in the last World Cup, but I think without spinners in the power play, Moeen's role has dropped off a little. Do yes, you the ball bo- there's never
0: also the ability to um change it up depending on left or right hander as well. Yeah, I think
1: I think that does play a big role. Is of course Mowin doesn't bowl leg spin, whereas Livingston can. It's and Livingston's actually had a good tournament with the ball. So I don't think we can really blame him on that front. I think it's probably the right call to prioritize him. But no, I do, I do think there's still room for improvement. That was one of our better T20 wins in a long time. However, Going into a final, it's unlikely we'll have it as easy as that again. So we've got to hope that players like a Brook or a Livingston who thus far haven't really turned up do turn up in the final if we are to win.
0: Uh, Ethan, on on India's side of things, going into the tournament, um, I think you in particular have spoken about the sort of concerns um, with their team. First, we had their, their openers um, who hadn't really been in hu- great form lately and that's continued through this tournament and also just the how slow they were at at the start of the innings and we saw that that today um in particular just uh right um Sharma 27 of 28 even Kohli 50 of 40 really got in a bit of a rut there so that was the first thing but then it was also their bowling as well there were questions over um without um, Boombra whether it was up to it and potentially today. Did we also see, um, did that sort of come unstuck a bit and sort of the the underlying problems with India's team uh, hurt them in the end?
2: Yeah, I think we've mentioned that they were overwhelmed in all areas of the game. I think we often criticise Australia and England for the Milan or the Smith role at number three and just taking up too too many balls as that glue. Um, And with India, that's essentially their entire top three and they were allowed to just bat at around that 100, 120 strike rate, pretty much until the fifth, 15th over, I think they were only at 100. Um, it was just far too defensive. And I think those those players are all class in their own right. They've all dominated the IPL and international cricket at various times. But it's a mix of poor form and, and a bit of lack of intent as well. I think we knew from today pretty early on that the pitch was good for batting when Rohit started playing some of those expansive stroke play early on in the innings, Um, and I think that should have been the indication for India to try and up their run rate and go for a larger score. I I thought it was very smart of England to decide to chase. um, And interestingly, 18 of India's last 21 defeats have come when they have batted first. So certainly a side that's much more fallible to setting rather than chasing, probably because of that reason that you said is they tend to go slow, very slow early on, and I think we've commented that they were a bit late to pull the trigger today with that onslaught from Pundir later on. I think in terms of the bowling, it was always going to be very difficult because like England, they've, they've got a couple of key players out. Um, notably, Ravindra Dejaja has missed the tournament. He'd probably bowl some valuable spin. Um, and Jasper Boomer as well would provide that X factor. And today they didn't really have a whole lot of answers for Butler and Hales's onslaught at the top. I think they've been relying on some swing early on Um, but as the commentator said it was a lot of straight bowling rather than any curve at all and you need someone with that extra pace like a Jasper Boomer or maybe even a Mark Wood there to slot in and try and get your wicket from nowhere Um, but they they just lacked lacked that x factor and it it showed in the fact that England were pretty much able to dominate and manipulate the field with such ease yeah
0: yeah I think that's a, a good point I would just add as well. I think there was a bit more in the pitch maybe at the start for England than there ever was for, for India as well. So a bit lucky with the um, toss there. We're making excuses here, Pearson.
1: Yeah, Pearson I'm not, I mean, like like, I, was I mean, I don't,
0: bounced a bit more.
1: Look, I don't I don't fully disagree. I do think we got the better of the conditions. But you do look in the first over of our innings when we hit yes, we hit 13. There was a lot of swing on show. Mm. There was one ball in particular that was just a hooping in swinger that got an ooh out of Navod, which suggested yeah. there was something going on.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that that's probably probably true. Uh, Navod, we'll just uh, as we look uh, forward to the final on Sunday, we'll just quickly take the moment to um, discuss last night's match. And I'm sorry, I brought you up here without any uh, preparation for this, but. Um, <laughs> It was a, another pretty good performance, um, pretty dominant performance uh, by Pakistan as well. Well, comfortable performance, uh, at least by Pakistan, winning by seven wickets um, with five balls remaining. Um, and similar to India, they're a team that their openers had struggled for most of this tournament. But uh, we've said it a few times tonight, they came good at the right time. Rizwan with 57, Babar Azam with 53, and a pretty complete performance by Pakistan, would you say?
3: yeah i'd definitely say so i think they i mean talking about the, the bowling the bowling was very tight knit i thought for the most part um i think they only conceded two sixes in total um which was you know it's fantastic from them i think yeah i think pearson said this a lot and i'm starting to agree i think they do have probably one of the better bowling lineups in the competition um and you know yeah, Shah- Shaheen, was coming off that injury and it wasn't totally back but I think he's mm. he's he's back now I think we can we can safely say he's back um I mean yeah what a what a player I think he's he's probably one of my favorite bowlers in that lineup probably close second is is Harris Ralph I think he he's sort of like that Mark Wood player in the Pakistan team that bowls that pace really good control or at least decent control at you know that, at those speeds um, but takes lots of wickets and he's quite a, a quite a good bowler so yeah, I'm a big fan, and I think they, they bowled quite well um, to restrict. You know, Kane Williamson and Conway. I know not the most rapid uh, batsman. You know, in the T20 scene, but to restrict some good batsmen to you know barely you know hundred strike rate um, is is quite good. And I, I thought they really played well. And of course, batting was just another thing. It was just really I think the game, in terms of game sense, I think they batted really well. The numbers don't look too fly. I mean, like one thirty strike rate and 126 strike rate doesn't scream you know fantastic like someone like sky or, or virat kohli has looked this tournament but um i mean yeah they they played what they needed to do in that game and putting on a 100 run partnership is absolutely fantastic this is what we've missed from the openers all uh, tournament and finally seeing them shot they they have really peaked at the right time i think um in that semi-final game and yeah they just really um, they just played really well. I thought out, they outclassed um, Pakistan. I'm sorry, outclassed New Zealand. You can't outclass yourself. But um, yeah, and then obviously, yeah, once they lost the wickets, there was still, you know, Muhammad uh, Harris, Sean Masood uh, to come in. I know Shaan Masood didn't really do much, but um, yeah, they, they did really well. I think overall they have come you know together at the right time they have really started to perform at the right time turns out all Baba Azam really needed was an extra batting session so you know there you go
0: <laughs> yeah that's right no and it is incredible to look back where they were after losing to Zimbabwe um had the whole pack bean saga we thought that was going to be the only thing we would remember them for this World Cup but no now they're into uh, a World Cup final and as Ethan's just reminded us here an all-Australian final um, obviously, Matthew Hayden being the one who's uh, turned around their hopes uh, in the the batting department uh, for Pakistan, um, and then Michael Hussey's just been a revelation for England. Uh, just changed uh, how they do things, uh, incredibly. There, so uh, yeah, good to see. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not too happy about the Australians giving their talents to uh, other teams. Maybe they they should have stuck with Australia, and we might have made it through to the semi-finals, but. Uh, <laughs> anyway we'll look through to the final now um i think did any no one predicted pakistan to make the final out of us did they or no i just okay. don't
1: i don't i might have i'm not look, i'm i oh, sure, them to make the, sure no i'm not i'm <laughs> genuinely not sure i did predict them to make the semis i don't know yeah. if i predicted them to make the final yeah, well we'll I, give
0: you that. You were the only one who predicted them to make the semis. So granted
1: I, I did say Australia would win the tournament, which mm-hmm. kind of undoes the quality of that prediction. However, yeah. I will take Pakistan in the final.
0: Oh actually, Ethan, did you say Pakistan as well? You said Pakistan no, I, South I, Africa.
2: I, I said they would be knocked out in the group stage.
0: I said
1: England. <laughs> God, England.
0: We laughed,
2: but it was it, that was that was what was gonna happen yeah. until the very last day <laughs> well, when yeah. South Africa decided to forget how to play cricket
1: exactly
0: yeah good point yeah, yeah. i did say win. england will win it so i hope i'm hoping uh that that will that will come true um and well yeah i'll start us off i do think england will probably get the d- job done we've got to keep it up there the way uh butler and Hales are batting well you know don't need anyone else when they're batting like that
3: uh <laughs> navad who are you going with for me this is a really tough one i think in terms of batting i think If we look at a face-to-face comparison, openers, England has the stronger openers, as we saw today. Today was a perfect example of that. Um, But then again, you know, Barbara Osama and Mohamed Rizwan have sort of turned up, uh, at least in the past game. If they can continue that form, um, I think they do have a good chance of of making a competition. But both sides kind of lack that middle order as well. I, I have to say England's middle order is probably a little bit stronger in terms of batting. Uh, but bowling, I think I have to be the best to, batsman in yeah. the world,
0: in my opinion.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, wait, who is who are you, claiming Liam Livingston? You're a Renegades fan. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I forgot yeah. about your weird Liam Livingston thing. Yeah, he is good, but he's not that like good. Um, so yeah, anyway. no, I think, yeah,
3: that's not <laughs> good. Um, I, I think it, it bowling for me has to go to Pakistan, so I think I'm more leaning on. On Pakistan winning, but I, I agree. This is a quite a this is quite of a an even, you know, matchup. I think it's pretty 50 50 for me. Yeah.
0: Mm. Well, and you gotta remember, I think the only match England's played at, at the MCG this tournament, they lost to Ireland. Is is that am I right with that, Pearson? I think Yeah, I think no, so, that yeah. is correct. Yeah. So yeah. Although yeah.
1: the only game Pakistan's played, they lost to India <laughs> in that remarkable tournament. <laughs> so neither's got a great record at the MCG. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that that's true. So who are you going with, Pearson?
1: Oh, I'm conflicted. I mean, look, it's good to have knocked out some minnows from the tournament, as we have tonight. So it's good to be facing (laughs) real opposition on Sunday, which means I struggle to pick it in a way I probably wouldn't have with previous games. I I would like to say England. I mean, as an England fan, I feel slightly compelled to do so. So I will say England, but my suspicion is this could go not as comprehensively but in a similar way to the way tonight's game has gone in that i could see a lot of people being quite bullish about england's chances and then them just not performing in all honesty i think the game will be decided by how england bat in their power play as i think ethan brought up earlier at least on the chat if not vocally pakistan haven't conceded above 160 this tournament and noting that I don't think we have the bowling attack to defend a score below 160. So I'm going to go, I don't know, I'm conflicted. I'll I'll go England as an England fan, but it's really a 50-50. Yeah,
0: okay. Ethan? Yeah, I think
1: I'm
2: leaning England as well. I think it'll be an interesting one because in a a low-scoring game, I, I do fancy Pakistan. I think they're low strike rate solid batting will probably back themselves to chase anything below 160 um, but if England can either set up a high scoring chase or bat first and put runs on the board uh, I think the the dice will roll their way so uh, I'm going to say England but it's a very tough one to, to call indeed
0: yeah. okay yeah well it's going to be a, a fantastic match I think there's a few people who might be able to get uh, tickets now if they uh, when they perhaps wouldn't have if India have made it through so yeah uh... So that, that's always good. Uh, the, the final thing, I was just having a look on uh, Twitter. It's always great after India lose, seeing the, the Indian fans uh, getting annoyed. I've seen one here, and they thought sacking Kohli as captain was the solution to the knockout problem. Hashtag okay. board of clown cricket for India <laughs> instead of the BCCI. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and not a happy fan there. Um, yeah, well... We'll see you on, on Sunday, um, I guess. It's been a fantastic tournament and uh, hopefully that... Although these semi-finals haven't been fantastic matches, they're still interesting. So hope that, I'm hoping for a, a nail-biter in, in the final. Anyway, guys, um, thank you for coming on. Thank you all for listening and goodbye.